0: It's time for Around the Ozark Sports Scene, brought to you by Fast Break Sports, the largest selection of cards and card supplies in Southwest Missouri. Now, here's your host, Scott Pariere.
1: Welcome into Around the Ozark Sports Scene, Episode 15. I'm Scott Pariere, your host. Uh, as always, a big thank you for listening and giving me about a half hour of your time uh, this week to talk uh, local and regional and area sports and. What uh, whatnot there and, and each week we start off with our what to watch segment kind of give you a little preview of what's coming up uh, locally in the world of sports uh, here in the Ozarks and of course it'll be an idle Sunday for the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time in about a month big win for the Chiefs uh, in Baltimore uh, this past Sunday to secure another berth in the Super Bowl so they've got a bye week coming up and then they'll be uh, added on February 11th uh, out in Las Vegas so Chiefs uh, trying to capture another championship but get a little downtime to prepare for the big one there. The uh, annual Missouri State Bears basketball roller coaster continues to uh, its up and down nature about a week ago we were talking about how they should uh, replace Dana Ford with Jay Spoonhour and of course as uh, I said on the uh, podcast they went out and beat Drake in double overtime one of the uh, league favorites to make me look completely stupid and maybe they're getting on a little bit of a roll now because they had the win over drake then they turned around and won at valparaiso over the weekend uh to pick up two more wins to get to 12 and nine they've got a big road test uh wednesday of this week at southern illinois by the time this podcast comes out we'll know the result of that but it's a 14 and 7 southern illinois team it's 10 and 3 at home so big test for the bears uh, Missouri State will be back home on Saturday at Great Southern Bank Arena. They've got a 12-9 and 9 Belmont coming in. Belmont's 5-5 five and five in the league. Bears are 4-6. and six. Uh, Both teams trying to stay out of that play-in round at the Valley Tournament uh, in early March. Uh, hard to win, um, you know, four days in a row at the Valley to get that done. So uh, that's the goal for all these teams to get in that top eight. And the Bears uh, still kind of hanging around there, and we'll see if they can get it done. Lady Bears, meanwhile, they picked up a split on their big road trip we talked about last weekend. They uh, saw their eight-game winning streak uh, snapped at Belmont on Friday but bounced back with a good uh, road win at a very solid Murray State on Sunday. Coach Beth Cunningham's Lady Bears are 13-5 and overall. They're 7-2 and in the Valley, um, right on the doorstep of league leaders Belmont and Drake, who are a game ahead of them. Lady Bears have a light week this week, no game until Saturday when they are on the road at Southern Illinois. Then they got a couple biggies next week at home on Friday and Sunday of next week. They've got Belmont coming in on Friday, Murray State on Super Bowl Sunday. Again, two very important games for them and their status in the Valley standings there. And congratulations to all the inductees in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Their annual winter enshrinement banquet is this Sunday out at the Ozark Empire Fairgrounds. It's a 1 o'clock start. I know their ticket's still available for that. By the way, our special guest today is Byron Shive, the executive director of the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. So we'll uh, stay around, and you'll hear a lot about the event and, and all the events that uh, they put on as a great staff out there. But uh, the Bank Banquet, uh, a lot of local names in this one, uh, a lot of people I've covered in my career. But Anthony Tolliver, the former Kickapoo and Creighton standout. Had a long NBA career. Just a good person, too. Does a lot of great stuff for the community. Uh, Anthony will be going in. Justin Britt, the former Lebanon uh, High School football standout in Mizzou, who had a great NFL career. Lucas Harrell from uh, Major League Baseball. Played at Glendale and Ozark. The Kickapoo High School basketball uh, teams from 2003-06. Trainer, uh, Jim Rayner, Rainer the Trainer, just a great list of people going in uh, at the ceremony on this uh, Sunday out at the uh, Ozark Empire Fairgrounds. So congratulations to all the inductees there. Our special guest on this week's podcast is the Executive Director of the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, Byron Shive. Byron, thanks for joining me.
0: Hey, I appreciate it, Scott. I uh, hope all is uh, well. It's good to talk to you again.
1: Appreciate that. You bet. Always a, a treat to catch up and find out what's going on uh, with the Hall of Fame. And, and every year that means lots of stuff. And, of course, this is your your big week for your winter enshrinement uh, ceremony and, and uh, banquet uh, this Sunday out at uh, the uh, Ozarks Empire Fairground. Uh, um, not a, uh, an easy week for you at all, is that The last-minute details <laughs> and getting everything set up?
0: Just a few things, yeah. you got meal counts and tables and lighting and everything else in addition to last-minute ticket sales and hotel rooms and everything else. But it's uh, uh, organized chaos, I guess, would be one way to put it. But we're excited and uh, look forward to the event on Sunday.
1: You know, I I, uh, was messing around with uh, this website, newspapers.com, because I've seen other guys talk about how many games they've they've broadcast and things like that, and I think I'd – I, I had like sixty four hundred stories over twenty one years, and I thought, oh wow, you know that, uh, that seems like a lot, but that's basically writing one story a day for the most part. But uh, have you ever thought about how many events y- you guys handle in a year, and how many you'll handle over the span of your career coming up?
0: I i i haven't haven't thought about that yet. I guess I'm still too early. Now this this year itself marks a big. Uh, change and focus for the Hall of Fame, Of uh, we've actually, are, I came into the position with a, a stated goal of broadening the statewide footprint of the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, and so starting this year, we actually will host uh, four enshrinement ceremonies across the state annually. That, of course, will be in Springfield the week uh, before the Super Bowl in its uh, annual customary spot, and then We'll be in Kansas City every year in April or May, uh, Columbia in the fall, and then uh, right before Thanksgiving in St. Louis every year. And then uh, we will actually have a Hall of Fame luncheon uh, that will kind of rotate around the state. We'll be in Cape Girardeau this year, and uh, that will probably go to, like, Kirksville and St. Joseph and other places. But it's a opportunity for us to kind of cover all, quote-unquote, four corners of the state. Uh, and there's so many people out there that are worthy of induction, and it's a way for us to get out uh, and be the state's Hall of Fame.
1: Because you didn't have enough going on, too, right? You're just sitting around at the. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, does this allow you to more regionalize a little bit with with what you're doing in those areas?
0: Yeah, uh, like I said, we've uh, done a whole lot here in Southwest Missouri. Uh, you know, with this new kind of statewide uh, focus, uh, we will not uh, be hosting the luncheons that have been kind of a part of the schedule for years uh, here in Springfield. Okay. Uh, we have. Uh, replace those five luncheons with one standalone event the champions gala that we just announced about a week or so ago which, uh-huh. uh, will be on april the 4th university of plaza we're excited that peyton manning will be uh coming to springfield uh, to be a part of that first annual uh champions gala so that's a big deal for us as well
1: so that so the the statewide events are going to replace the the luncheons that you had done uh pretty much seasonally and and uh, throughout the years the last couple of years right
0: that that is correct, and, and like I was saying, there's a lot of uh, individuals and teams and others uh, across the state that perhaps couldn't make it to Springfield to be inducted, uh, but are worthy of induction. So this will give us a chance to kind of take the show on the road, so to speak, and uh, and actually go out and host these. If we're going to be the state's uh, sports hall of fame, we feel like we need to be in all parts of the state. And, uh, this is a starting point for us. So.
1: Absolutely, and and um, let's talk about your path to this role. I know that. uh, Am I correct? You're a practicing lawyer by trade.
0: I well, I was. I still am licensed attorney, but I don't uh, don't practice law much anymore. I may do an estate plan here and there, but uh, uh, essentially, uh, I was uh, went to law school. uh, Got out of law school in 2007. Worked for a law firm in Bolivar for a couple years, and then had my own solo law practice. about 10 years before coming to the Hall of Fame and you mentioned newspapers.com I don't know if you recall when we first met you actually um I started a magazine called Ozark Preps Illustrated that yes. covered high school sports in Southwest Missouri and you you actually wrote the end zone column for about uh, half of those issues so that was our our first introduction
1: Absolutely so. yeah and, and that that was a lot of fun and and you know any way that I could keep my hands in the writing end of it I've tried <laughs> and and it's uh you know you can't get it out of your blood you know that once you you start riding it never goes away right
0: and yeah and i i've been i can still remember sixth grade football Uh, we i'd play in the game and go home and i'd memorize the stats and i'd go home and write up the game i actually (laughs) was going through a bunch of old stuff recently and came across that notebook so it does stay with you. It's something I've been wanting to do forever, it's something sports-related.
1: So. Absolutely. Well, and, and of course, uh, people know by now that, that the, the man you replaced, who did such a great job for almost three decades, uh, Gerald Andrews, is your father-in-law. And uh, I, I'm That's just true. curious, at what point did this first ever come up as a possibility, uh, <laughs> not just him retiring but you you stepping yeah. in? And, and what was your initial thought?
0: Um, My initial thought, I can answer that really, was absolutely not. No way. No way. You you don't want to be the guy that replaces the guy. But I remember uh, I was working, organizing some high school basketball uh, uh, showcase events, and uh, the Hall of Fame had stepped in and kind of put their name on on them there for a while. The first one was in St. Joseph about six years ago, and we were driving back. Gerald had actually went up there with me for the day we were driving back, uh, it was snowing and I remember him asking if I ever had given any thought to possibly run in the Hall of Fame one day and I was like, absolutely not. So, <laughs> that was the first time. It took a few times, but um, um, ultimately, you know, just the, the love of sports won out. I mean, I, I certainly giant shoes to fill and, and Gerald kind of put this place on the map. Um, I actually did some research recently uh, researching the other state Sports Hall of Fame and We've often said that Missouri has the best one, and after that research, I think it's more objective than it is subjective. I mean, it's uh, we do so much more than other states do with regard to the state sports history, and Gerald certainly was the one that kind of uh, set that plan in motion. So, Well,
1: Thirling absolutely. And, you know, I, we always joke when I was doing radio with Ned on the, you know, the number of uh, – pro-ams before the Price Cutter Charity Championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it would not have surprised me if Gerald had showed up in Marshfield and it was actually in Branson that day or something to, to try to keep it all straight. But just phenomenal yeah. job on the the fundraising end of things. And I know that he gave you a nice little 18-month uh, uh, basically an internship or tutelage to, to learn the job yeah. un- underneath him. Is that do you guys still talk frequently do you pick up the phone and call him uh, hey how do you do this or what are
0: your thoughts i actually just asked him a question two days ago about something but we eat lunch together still you know every sunday at the church and uh, so it's not like i don't see him uh, he is uh was my mentor even before coming to the hall of fame you know just you know professionally speaking and so he's played a big role in in my life, not just, uh, married to his daughter, but, you know, just advice even before coming to the hall of fame. So definitely still lean on him. That being said, he is retired. And so I try not to bother him unless it's important, but, um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's, he built it. Uh, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, just keeping the train on the tracks. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've certainly looking into, and he'll tell you this, uh, he said this in multiple meetings, uh, over the, over that, that transition period, but, uh, time for some new ideas, You know, we're trying to keep doing what was done, but trying to see if there's a way to do it better. So, you know, we're just trying to, you know, kind of improve where we can. But that that 18 months was—I can't imagine anybody taking over this position without that transition. Uh, You know, working here, uh, going through—you mentioned the calendar. You know, I, I had participated in some of the events, and but I had no idea how busy they really were. And so, just you know, getting a whole full year's calendar and. Uh, and then even even more so than that, so it, it was very beneficial. So,
1: and, and that was kind of my next question was, uh, were you a regular at some of the events? But you know, when you go, I mean, like I go, I'm there to get uh, a meal and be entertained. I'm not paying attention to okay, here's the program order, and here's how long, you know, all the little things that go into it. And, of course, Gerald became famous for the uh, house music at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremonies, you know, when somebody was going uh, maybe a little too long, uh, cue up the house music. Have you uh, been a little uh, less active with that, or is that still something you feel like, it's, i got to do that?
0: Uh, well, we, we certainly uh – The music still plays at times. Um, (laughs) I have no control over when it starts, but it it is certainly still incorporated. To be a little house secret, uh, for the first time ever, going on this Sunday, there will actually be a timer uh, behind the podium. So when people are up there speaking, it's a little secret that others may not know, but for the first time ever, we'll actually have a little clock there ticking. So uh, each of the inductees, they've been notified they've got three minutes. And honestly, uh, you know, we would love to let people speak as long as they want to but we're also trying to respect people's time and get them out of there in a timely manner it's already a long afternoon and we're doing everything we can to try and shorten it and and i think even being able to go to these other places across the state that we're not it's not necessary necessarily to induct as many as we have and so the fewer inductees is last time so we're we're looking at ways to make the event better make it shorter you know we want people to be entertained but not uh you know leaving there yawning because they were there for too long so it's you know we're always looking at ways to improve it but uh definitely uh, the music will still play if needed
1: i uh one of my favorite memories of that you know i spent 11 years with steve hesser over at drury and yeah. and yeah. got to see a lot of stuff in practice and, and games and all that and at his induction recently, the music started and he kind of glanced <laughs> off, and gave that Hesser look, and, and, and I'd see that so many times. An official, referee, had seen that and, <laughs> and yeah. stuff. But I mean, you got to do it or else somebody. You know, I I just think back to the uh, tournament champions luncheons they used to have, and, and the legendary Bud Lather from Raytown South. Yeah. We yeah. joked about yeah. it a couple weeks ago on the podcast with with those guys that. Uh, you know, they were supposed to go maybe 10 minutes, talk about their program, and Bud went for 45. And, and there's a, a point where it becomes <laughs> uncomfortable for people uh, at that point. But you guys do a great job of, of policing that now. And I, I did notice uh, looking up some, some research on the actual Missouri Sports Hall of Fame that uh, temporarily closed like right now for some uh, renovation. Yeah. Can can you talk about that?
0: Yeah. So we, uh, we got a new roof a couple of years ago. Of course, the big hail storm and all that stuff. But we got a new roof. And in the process of doing that, they found some damage, some water damage, got that, you know, approved from the insurance, fixed that. And then, the the course, of the second repairs, uh, they discovered some additional damage. And so it was kind of decided, well, let's just figure out, you know, it's been 30-some years. uh, You know, is it time? If you've been to the museum, uh, there's some cool stuff to look at. But, you know, once you've seen it, you've kind of seen it, and there's no reason to come back. And so... We are actually right now in the middle of a uh, feasibility study, uh, just trying to see what uh, we can and can't do, but uh, uh, a very aggressive um, renovation, revitalization, uh, basically from one end of the building to the other um, to see, you know, uh, what I envision. I mean, if if my, my brain, like I said, I'm a sports fan, I envision a sports fan's playground, Um, I envision a place where, you know, you can come in, there's technology, there's simulators, there's interactives, touchscreens, all of the the stuff that the the generation coming up wants to see, but also memorabilia to go with it. Um, You know, we are tasked with preserving Missouri sports history, but also inspiring future generations. And So I want, you know, fathers and sons and families and, and school groups and whatnot to come here and have a blast and learn about Missouri sports history, but not even realize they're learning because they're having so much fun. But more importantly, when they leave, um, they want to come back the next week uh, again. But I'm talking things like, uh, you know, recreating uh, Payne Stewart's putt on number 18 at Pinehurst number two, where you can come here to the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. If you want to put on the knickers, you can, but you <laughs> actually, you know, roll that same putt and see if you make it. If you make it the crowd series, you miss it, they groan. The, you know, simulator uh, where you... You know, are transported and you're at the 50 yard line of Arrowhead Stadium, and then all of a sudden you're at center ice with the pucks dropping for the Blues game. You know, stuff like that, just uh, videos and historical stuff. Just um, that's what I'm envisioning. Um, and so we're kind of in the early stages of, you know, seeing if can, can we can do it. And if so, then hopefully we'll, you know, get uh, put that ball in motion. But uh, it is closed temporarily. It's more – it's not unsafe, but it's more of a um, – we're just kind of in that, that stage of uh, seeing what we can do.
1: Let's stay out of the way type deal, too, right, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you induct so many, uh, and you have for, for many, many years. I've got to think that you guys are kind of stuffed to the gills with your current setup out there, too, because, I mean, you mentioned it, sports fans, but the legacies I mean grandkids coming out to see grandpa's name and and things like that is so important and and are is there a space crunch uh, because of the people you've recognized and and yeah, is that something you're addressing
0: of, yeah and that's part of it and that's something we actually had were had addressed right before we closed is uh, in the past uh, you get inducted your name goes on a little plaque on the wall and so the walls are just filled with wooden I mean it, it all looks the same because it's just plaques everywhere and so one of the things that we actually had done right before we closed is we've got a, a kiosk, uh, that it's a touch screen kiosk where you can search up. If you come in and grandpa's in the Hall of Fame, you can search his name and it's going to pull up his bio and photos, uh, for the newer inductees for the last, you know, 15 years or so. Their video will play that, uh, the introductory video is on there. Uh, and so that, that is one way that we've, that we've, you know, better use of space so to speak so that we can take those plaques off the walls and start using that for uh but that that happened right before we, we we closed and so it hasn't really been seen by the public yet but that is one thing that we were excited about but that's the type of technology the type of uh um, you know that's going to save a ton of space just by putting all of that in a database that you can you know search with the touch of the touch of a screen as opposed to having to walk through the museum and find the right uh you know, plaque on the wall that has, uh, you know, your grandpa or other inductees
1: name. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah,
0: that's certainly, certainly one way to address it.
1: You know, Gerald, uh, and this is a credit to all great leaders out there, that they, they surround themselves with great people. You know, I can think back to all the assistance that your father-in-law has had and, and yeah. had and, and, you know, right down through the entire staff. That's something you've inherited, and I'm sure you can t- want to continue to build on as well, correct?
0: Absolutely, and that's... That's what has made the transition, not just having Gerald for the 18 months, but the, there's a core group. Uh, of course, Marty Wilson was here when I started. He actually retired before Gerald did. Uh, he's down in North Carolina chasing the grandkids. But uh, there are three others, Carrie Norris, uh, Taylor Frederick, and Carrie Booyer uh, have, have been here for 10-plus years each, and uh, they were very instrumental in stepping right in. They actually uh, you know, were, have been beyond helpful. They, they know the ropes. They're also excited about the changes and, and some things that we're doing and that they may have wanted to do that we weren't able to yet and and so that they've been extremely helpful and then on top of that we've just added to the staff with some some other uh, you know staff members that we've added since I started and so we're, we're building a team and uh, we love it and uh, they're, they're hardworking we have a lot of fun but uh, they, they may be small in number but they accomplish quite a bit
1: of course we talked about the banquets and the actual hall of fame itself but so many other events you know the the charity golf tournaments uh yeah. all the pro-ams before the price cutter charity championship which you uh your office runs each year along in conjunction with the pga tour and corn Ferry tour and, and then also but the, the basketball classics and, and all those uh, special mm-hmm. events uh, you know you talked about wanting to expand the footprint have you got ideas uh, in those areas too so maybe some new stuff you're cooking up as well
0: Yeah, we uh, we met as a a staff uh, in August, right after the damn usual Hall of Fame Championship. Uh, We met for four days to plan this year's schedule, the twenty four schedule. And so, uh, you know, the earlier you plan, the more likely you are to get what you want. But um, we discussed a lot of things. I mean, obviously, we're we're doing the basketball. Uh, We just were up at SBU uh, for the Hall of Fame Classic. We'll actually have two of them. The Saturday after the enshrinement will be in St. Joseph in Columbia. So that's a way to get across the state. You know, we're trying to see, uh, it, can we do a volleyball tournament? Can we do a soccer tournament? You know, those type things. Uh, pickleball has been brought up. Disc golf. I mean, just a lot of different uh, things, just thinking outside the box. And, you know, we're not necessarily trying to add as many events to the calendar as possible. We're trying to do, you know, I think our motto for the week was, you know, quantity over uh, quality. Or actually, quality over quantity. Uh, you know, it's not about how many events can we put on the calendar, but how many events can we do really well. And uh, so that's kind of like, for example, the Champions Gala replacing that single event, and replacing five events. And so, uh, yeah, we're constantly looking to see what can we do and how can we do it better. Uh, but um, you mentioned the pro-ams. Uh, that's a, a funny thing. Uh, you know, we're one of 26 Corn Trade Tour events. They all have a Wednesday pro-am, which would be our price-cutter pro-am. Mm-hmm. Some of them have a Monday pro-am. Uh, we, of course, have 11 different playing opportunities. And so it's kind of a big joke when we go to the PGA Tour meetings each year that, they don't understand how that we can do that many golf tournaments and the other thing is is the other 25 tournaments have a year round uh, they're devoted year round to their tournament and uh, i'm not putting said or not in any way diminishing it but it's kind of the hall of fame side hustle to put on this big professional golf tournament and so we're uh, you know we'll get through enshrinement and of course we have other events on the calendar, but we'll start uh, working on price cutter in conjunction with the hall of fame events as soon as the enshrinement's over
1: Let's talk about the Champions Gala, the new event coming up a- April fourth at-, at University Plaza. I-, I was a board member for Champions Community Kids for yeah. about a decade or so. Great organization. Todd Edwards, Jeff Collins, and, and the work they do and yeah. and Special Olympics. Talk about the concept of it, how it will work, and and uh, how it came to mind.
0: Okay, so well, you mentioned the uh, Champions Community Kids. Uh, that uh, brings to mind that uh, this will be the first year for the Hall of Fame charitable initiative of course uh, on the price cutter side of things we you know we're excited each year to give away as much money as we can to the charities and we were wanting to figure out a way on the whole same side I mean even though we are ourselves technically a charity a 501c3 you know we've been blessed uh, over the years and uh, to make money each year and so we we're kind of uh, you know to whom much is given much is required type of uh, mindset of how can we give back and so we came up with a charitable initiative for 24 we will have a statewide charity partner uh special olympics missouri they will benefit from all five of our main events that's the four enshrinements plus the champions gala and they will be a part of each one of those uh events uh and by a part i mean they'll have a video they'll be able to recognize uh, their athletes and volunteers and at the end of the year special olympics missouri will receive a check from the hall of fame based on those five events and so that's the statewide charity partner and then at each of those five local events, we will have a sports-related local charity that will also benefit from that individual event. For example, the enshrinement on Sunday, uh, the Ozarks Regional YMCA will be our benefiting charity. And you mentioned Champions Committed to Kids. Uh, what a natural fit with the first uh, Champions Gala. Um, they have all the excellent work that they do, uh, you know, put, pairing up to, uh, kids with teams and, you know, they can still be a part of a team concept. And, mm-hmm. and so they're very, very excited about benefiting from this event. But essentially, the, uh, we will present uh, Champions Community kids. Uh, we'll have a video. They'll be recognized, uh, kind of a focus put on the, their mission and what they're trying to do. Uh, and they will actually receive a check from the Hall of Fame at the uh, Champions Gala uh, as, our, as our partner charity. And so we're very excited about that. Uh, charitable initiative for this year as well, but
1: what a what a wonderful concept! And how in the world did you land Peyton Manning? Because I, I'm a, always been a huge Peyton Manning fan. I mean, even to this day, Monday Night Football, I'm not watching the regular yeah. Telecast. Yeah. I'm watching Peyton and Eli. How, how did that happen?
0: <laughs> well, it's uh, I guess it's a matter of you, you can we. So Carl Peterson was the uh, pre- longtime president of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's mm-hmm. a very good friend of the Hall of Fame he put us in touch with Tom Condon, uh, who actually played for the Chiefs back in in, in the 70s, 80s, I believe it was. Uh, He's a super agent these days, represented Peyton Manning, several other big-name quarterbacks, lives in the St. Louis area. Uh, We got in touch with him, and he put us in touch with uh, uh, Peyton after he retired, um, has a marketing agency, basically, and so we got in touch with them, and it, it basically it's, it, who do you know that knows the person that has the right number kind of thing So mm-hmm. uh, we, we got in touch with them and it's just a matter of working things out from that point point. and I'll be honest with you it, it, it was several months we, we have not spoken to Peyton yet but his agents, uh, his marketing agents uh, as you might imagine he's very protective of his name, image and likeness and so we are had to dot a lot of I's and cross a lot of T's to, to get to the point of announcing but uh, now that we have we're very excited to have him uh, come to Springfield. Uh, anyone that's watched him on uh, TV knows he's uh, entertaining, he's funny, great sense of humor. Um, I'm from Indianapolis originally, so he's kind of my sports hero, and I know the work he's done in the community. Uh, there's a matter of fact, there's a hospital in Indianapolis, a children's hospital with his name on it. Uh, so it does a lot of work with charities and just. Uh, we're very excited to, to bring him in and, and, and entertain everybody for a while. So
1: absolutely, what what a great get that is! And of course, we touched on it earlier, but this week is your your big annual winter enshrinement uh, banquet uh, this Sunday um, out at the Ozark Empire Fairgrounds. The class of twenty twenty four, a lot of names I covered back in the day, which excites me. With Anthony Tolliver, the former. Kickapoo standout and Justin Britt from Lebanon that played at Mizzou in the NFL, Lucas Harrell, Tom Ladd, Steve Boyce, just uh, and the Kickapoo boys basketball dynasty from 03 to 06 So, uh, a very locally oriented, and that's always a good way to get people out, isn't it?
0: Uh, absolutely, and uh, it's it, you certainly, you know, as sports fans, you love the the big names, but from a you know financial perspective, it is the local names that sell tickets uh you know obviously we have to pay for it somehow and uh, we love to bring in the big names but it it's a, a unique year in that we have uh three local products that you know played in the nfl the nba major league baseball uh-huh. uh, uh in one of the names you mentioned and so that's that's a huge draw and then you start adding in and i will never forget uh, uh we were up in st louis for the enthrinement this past year and and um uh, Bernie Miklas uh, was being inducted, but he's very big in sports radio up there in St. Sure. Louis. He, he gave an outstanding speech basically talking about how this Hall of Fame is not, it, its the the way he put it was it's not just for the Major League Baseball players and the NFL players. This is the people's Hall of Fame, meaning that if you keep reading down the list, you know, you've got these other names that perhaps wouldn't be inducted in another state's Sports Hall of Fame, but here in Missouri, there's a spot for them. You know, the people like Scott Sifferman, who's a, one of the top cyclists in the country, Tammy Williams from tiny Osceola, Missouri, who went on to be an All American at Northwestern in softball and played for the Olympic team. You know, there's a place for, you know, those individuals as well that are worthy. And that's, so that's one of the things that excites us is that it's not just the big names, but we're able to induct, uh, you know, you know, the coaches from the small town and, and others that have accomplished big things. Uh, Jim Rayner, who, is one of the top sports uh, positions uh, in the entire state, uh, and just the the number of careers that he's helped uh, helped along uh, just with the work that he's done. So just we're very excited about the class. Obviously, we you know we love the names at the top, so to speak, the headliners, and the fact that they're local. But it's a great class from top to bottom uh, with uh, with a lot of different worthy individuals and teams.
1: Yeah, Jim needs to go in as Rainer the trainer, so everybody will know uh, right <laughs> off the bat. That's that's all I've known him as, and and Bernie Nicholas great guy when i went up and covered the rams when they came back to st louis yes. uh back in about 80 or 95 96 in that yeah, era bernie was great about taking a, a springfield newspaper guy and just making him feel comfortable up there and that's kind of the mentorship that a lot of these coaches to have done with young coaches and the media and all across the board which is what makes our area so great there but uh you, you do still have some tickets available correct
0: that is correct. Anybody that uh, would like a ticket, the uh, one hundred and fifty dollars for each, and you can call the Hall of Fame at uh, 889-3100. nine thirty one hundred. We'll certainly get you taken care of. We'll have a nice meal. We'll start. We'll be a reception from noon to one at the Ozark Empire Fairgrounds. Uh, lunch. If you haven't uh, started eating by one, uh, we'll start at one o'clock with the meal, and the program will start shortly thereafter. And we'll uh, we'll start the start today and have a have a fun afternoon on Sunday.
1: Very good. Byron, I appreciate your time. Let's do it again, okay?
0: Hey, I appreciate it, Scott. It's good to hear from you, and I appreciate all that you've done and continue to do.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. We wrap up around the Ozark sports scene each week with Scott's thoughts, my little ramblings and musings about the sports world and things that pop into this uh, scary little head of mine from time to time. I start off with never, ever bet against Patrick Mahomes in the NFL playoffs. I've been guilty of this some. Um, there were NFL experts that were on all the pre-game shows all week last week. Thought it'd be tough for them to win at Baltimore. Thought it'd be tough the week before for them to win at Buffalo. Had an up-and-coming Miami at Arrowhead the week before that. Patrick Mahomes, 3 in the playoffs and headed back to the Super Bowl. Don't bet against this guy, ever. When your first two NFL teams uh, put you on a fake injury list, that's pretty much a sign that uh, you're a problem. Goodbye and good riddance, Kadarius Tony. We hardly knew ye. Let's stop with the Taylor Swift bashing. She's a girlfriend showing up to support her man. She's an international music star. To think the networks are not going to show her and please the Swifties and all the non-football fans out there and draw in even more viewers like them who don't know a touchdown from a first down at every opportunity, you're only kidding yourselves if you think that's not going to happen. It's about ratings, and she's helping in that regard. And do you really think she's craving this attention and saying, show me, show me? Uh, No. Had a chance over the last weekend to uh, see the Knicks Invitational High School Basketball Tournament and two freshmen who you're going to hear a lot about the next uh, three years. Logan Rogersville Chase Branham, Knicks' Adam McKnight. Both of them really uh, stepped up for their teams and showed – as freshmen that they're capable of carrying loads for their varsity teams uh, right now in, in their first year of high school ball. Neither one of them plays at all like your typical freshman, just trying to feel their way around the game uh, at the varsity level that first year. They're also longtime uh, summer basketball teammates uh, on the uh, travel program circuit, but they look the part of upperclassmen with their aggressiveness, their confidence, every time they take the floor. It's gonna be fun to watch their development, and you'll likely hear a lot about McKnight uh, on the gridiron as well because he's likely Nixon's uh, football quarterback uh, the next three years for that outstanding program under John Perry. Rest assured, some of those uh, college programs coming in to watch Jackson Cantwell, the uh, number one offensive line recruit in the class of 2026 at Nixon, nationwide, will also be taking notice of a 6'3 kid playing quarterback at Nixon named Adam McKnight. So uh, get out and see both those guys uh, when you can uh, because you're going to hear a lot about them over the next few years. Big thank you to our sponsor, Fast Break Sports. Wanted to mention uh, to be sure and stop by their store at 3109 South Campbell. They have a drawing for a framed autographed Rasheed Rice uh, Kansas City Chiefs jersey that they will be giving away on Super Bowl Sunday at 5 p.m. So go visit Fast Break Sports. Sign up. There's no purchase necessary. You don't have to be present to win. Uh, thank you to our great sponsor, Fast Break Sports. Go get your chance at a Rashi Rice jersey. That thing is going to be worth uh, quite a bit uh, down the road. As always, the best way to listen to us is down road, download the Around the Ozarks app. You'll find all the great podcasts and, and, uh, and um, entertainment there on the app. A great way to uh, listen to us regularly just with one uh, push of a button. Go in and find your favorite podcast or podcasts, and you can listen to and keep up there as well. That's going to do it for this week's uh, edition. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week around the Ozarks Sports.